Hello, welcome back to Cultivating Love. This is our second episode, and tonight I'm joined with our first ever uh, guest, and she is a seven-year-old that comes from the Oasis Ranch here near Abbeville, Kansas, in Plevna, Kansas, and her name is Abilene Valentine Busick. She is um, a first grader at Fairfield, and she loves sports and animals and all kinds of things, so... I thought it might be good just to get a perspective of a foster sibling and just to have her share some things that she might want to share about foster care. It might be one one sentence or one word question answers, but uh, hopefully we'll get her to open up and talk a little bit. So, um, yeah, Abby, so why don't we just start off by talking about what we've been doing here during the COVID time to COVID-19, um, staying home, and you guys have been home from school now a couple weeks. And so, what are some things we've been doing? Uh, we've been playing outside a lot. And we have um, a swing that we've been playing on a lot. And we have a fort made out of trees that's kind of in the forest by our church. Yeah. Yeah, that fort's fun, isn't it? We've taken mm-hmm. toys and bikes and all kinds of stuff out there. You can have your own little city, don't you? You have like yeah. four or five forts. And then you also have animals. What are what are some things we have out here? We have some goats and some longhorns. Yeah, you get, like playing with the goats quite a bit, don't you? Yep. Yeah. So <clears throat> we've fostered for most of Abby's life. She was three when we started. And so she's doesn't really know anything different other than when we fostered, right? And so it just kind of comes normal for you, right? Yeah. Yep. So, what are some things, and we, we came up with some questions that I had to ask her, and and so she kind of has heard these, but I told her we might throw some new ones in there too, if something comes up, or if she says something with another answer, or another question, that would be great too. But our first question that we came up with is, what is one thing you've enjoyed since the time we've fostered? What's something you've enjoyed? Meeting new kids. Okay, what's that mean? How many... Like, what all of you have done with some of the kids you've met and some of the relationships you've built? Um, I've had lots of fun with them, and I like playing with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So you, you've had a lot of siblings, haven't you, through foster care? Yeah. yeah. Of course, our first foster daughter, Miss Abigail, we just had her here recently, didn't we? We had her and her yeah. sisters for a weekend, and that was a lot of fun. <clears throat> and then, yeah, we've had others that you've seen come into the house and go home, and we still get to keep in touch with them, don't we? Yep. And that's good. <coughs> so, what uh, what is one thing, uh, or what are some things that have been hard? What's been hard for you with foster care? Is there anything that's been hard? Um, some of the kids going home. Yeah. That can be kind of hard, isn't it? That was... Mm-hmm. That was one of my main things why I didn't want to do foster care is because I felt like I didn't want to connect to mm-hmm. them and then get attached and then have to let go. Yeah. So we've had to deal with that several times, haven't we? Yeah. But But it's hard every time, but it's also good because we know that in some of the cases they've gone home to their original families, right? Their bio families. Yeah. And that's what we want in this, right? We want to kind of help them get back to that point, right? Yeah. Yep. So... And then there's others where they've gone maybe to an, <coughs> to an adoptive home, right? Yeah. Yep. And so that's, 
exciting to see too that they get to go to a family that is going to love them forever and they're just going to be uh, part of that family and so that's exciting yeah what um is there anything else that's been hard at all for you that I mean is it hard having to anything I mean anything you can think of no so right now we have three boys in our house that's a big change for all of us isn't it yeah boys are kind of dirty and gross sometimes right (laughs) What was that little chuckle for? You calling us dirty and gross? <laughs> She's shaking her head again, though. So she, yeah, we've all kind of learned with these three boys, haven't we, that they're, yeah. they're full of fun fun times, but they can be pretty dirty, right? Yeah. But you get pretty dirty, too, out here on the farm. <laughs> you like to just run around and play in the mud. You guys play on the dirt piles and the mud hole. They find every mud hole that is on this property, I think, don't you? Especially the boys. So, all right, um, what are, why, as a foster, or as our daughter, what do you, why do you think we do foster care? Um, What are some things that you might come up with? To help kids get safer. To get safer, okay. Yeah, to keep them safe. So what's that, can you go into detail with that at all? What's that mean? Like, what would we, or maybe more than just being safe, what else, what are some other reasons? Yeah, that's about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we usually like to try to work reintegration, right? Where they get to go home, right? Yeah. So, but we're also working an adoption case right now too, right? Where in the yeah. next couple of weeks we might be able to be able to adopt um, a little girl that we've had for about a year, and we've had her since she was a week old too, off and on, didn't we? And we've yeah. really gotten connected with her, and she's our sweet and spicy, is what we call her, because she. <laughs> Well, you tell them what that means. What's sweet and spicy mean? She can sometimes be sweet, um, like nice and sweet, but she can also be really bossy. <laughs> bossy, yeah. She's kind of the boss of the house, isn't she? <laughs> yeah. She thinks she thinks she's as big as you, and can do anything you can do, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But we love her a lot, don't we? And she loves to watch the Grinch. Yeah, she does, doesn't she? Who knows where that came from? <laughs> so what are what's some things you like to do? Like you like to watch. There's a show you like to watch from that we grew up watching. What is it? Full House. Yeah, Full House, and she's reading chapter books. You're reading already and doing a lot of that. You love to read, don't you? Yeah. 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 So, what are some things that you'd like to add now? Anything that you'd like to add or talk about mm-hmm. about foster care or? Is it something that you like that we do it? Or is there days that you wish we didn't do it? Or what do you think? I like that we do it. Yeah, you like that we do it. You think we should just keep doing it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. So, is there anything else that you'd like to add from the perspective of, of a kid when we bring kids into the house? Mm-hmm. What are some things that you think of, like, we have to go, you know, eight months back. But what are some things you think when we bring kids in for the first time? Are you excited? Are you scared? Are you anxious? What do you, What are some feelings you might have when we bring kids when the kids get to come in? Kind of nervous and excited. Yeah, kind of sad. A little bit of everything, right? Mhm. Because we're sad because they're they're kind of up in there right now. They're scared at times, but it's a time where we can comfort them and just try to help them see that they're going to be safe, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay, well, is there anything else you'd like to add before we end this segment? Mm -mm. 
okay, well, next segment, I'd like to talk to a grandparent and see um, what they what they think. Should we should we try calling uh, Grandma Connie and having her on here, or Grandma Susie? Should we do that? Okay. I'd like to welcome everybody back to the next segment where we're going to interview grandparents. And uh, we have as guests this time, uh, Bill and Connie Depew and Glenn and Susie Cleaver. And they are Jocelyn and my parents. And so we're just going to kind of get the perspective of uh, what grandparents do in foster care. It's not just the, the foster parents that are in foster care. When people sign up for foster care, it's uh, it's the whole family. And that's really what makes the retention happen is is the support that the foster parents have. Uh, and so I know for Jocelyn and I, without our, without our parents, without the grandparents, and uh, I know both of them have just their, their own grandkids that they've had forever. And um, people that have known us our whole lives wouldn't know any different. Saw, saw us all out in public. So um, thanks for coming on. And we'll just kind of get started with a conversation just Maybe a couple stories or things that uh, you guys have enjoyed from this this trip that we take, the journey of foster care, and what you guys think of it. If you well, want to start, we'll go ahead and start. Mom, if you want to jump in and go ahead. I, I was just going to say one of the things that, that has given me uh, a real joy is, um, I guess, something that my mom started with me and my, my kids. Um when I was outside playing and I was just really small, like I guess just three or four, she used to come out the back door and holler at me and say, whose baby are you? And I always knew to answer, mama's baby. Well, she did that then with my grandkids and she'd say, whose baby are you? And they'd always say, grandma's baby. And so I've done that with my kids and my grandkids. And when we got our first foster grandchild, I began saying it to her, and and I've said it to all the ones that D- Darren and Jocelyn have had, and it's always a thrill when that child starts to answer to me, Grammy's baby. And now the first one that they had, they don't have anymore, but she has two sisters that they didn't even have for fosters, but those three kids will all answer me when I talk to them on the phone or in person. And I say, whose baby are you? And they immediately yell, Grammy's baby. And that is, is the thrill, whether it's foster grandkids or, or bios or whatever. That, that's been a thrill for me. Yeah, that's a fun thing to see the kids always do that. They always light up when they see all of you and just run to you and call you grandma and grandpa and that kind of thing. But Susie and Glenn, do you have anything to add, add with that? Well, I just think of general times uh, when different, different children have, like you say, run up and said, hi, Grammy, and want to be held and hugged and um, just very receptive. And sometimes they call me Grammy Connie instead of Grammy Susie. And I just... I think that says that, you know, they're, they're opening their hearts to us and how can we not open our hearts to them? Um, I guess I never really thought about it before 
to to care about a child, but to actually love them. I mean, they've taken our hearts, and it's kind of like Connie. Um, it thrills me when they when they seem attached and when they love to be with us. That's always special. Yeah, it is. It's and the attachment that they're learning through this process is really good in their future and their. It's exciting to be able to see that. I guess one of the highlights that we had with an older child that you had was um, one night when he was so terribly disappointed because his parents didn't show for an appointment. Uh, and and everybody knew he was down. And, and we offered, or maybe you asked us to, I don't remember, but Anyway, he got the opportunity to spend a night with us by himself, and um, he was thrilled to death, and we had a blast, and we played games, and we did all kinds of fun things, and then when it was time for him to go to bed, he asked if he could have uh, a pallet made on the floor just as close to our bedroom as he could get it, and we did, and... He didn't have his mother's shirt with him that night, which he usually slept with to smell her. And um, and so we had this huge dog downstairs, a big stuffed toy that the kids have. And Bill went down and got that dog, and uh, he laid his head on that dog, and um, and he had a basketball that we had for him that he slept with that night, and. And he had a good night. We had a very good time. And the next day he said, um, could you just leave my bed there on the floor so that I know I have a place to stay? And we left his bed out in our living room for probably two to three weeks. And when he'd come, he'd look there first thing and say, oh, my bed's still there. And... Uh, and that was, uh, I think, a security to him. Uh, and and it was a thrill to us to, to be a security. And, uh, you know, then when he came one time and the bed was gone, he asked where it was immediately. And I showed him. I had rolled it up and just put it in the bedroom. And I said, whenever you come back, we'll just unroll this. And then, again, he was pleased to see that, I think. And so... Uh, that's just one of the stories that I have with another child. And I'm thinking of an older girl that you had. Um, she expressed an interest in knitting. And so we started doing knitting lessons together. And we weren't able to continue those for a variety of reasons. Um, but she's been out of your home for over a year, I believe. And I recently was able to reconnect with her and take her knitting supplies to her. She was so excited when I actually gave her knitting needles and yarn um, so we could start these lessons. And she didn't take them with her when she left, but I was able to give them to her. And she was very grateful to get those back. And so that was just kind of a little connection that maintained. And I hope she is still continuing to knit um, yep. <clears throat> yeah yeah that's all these stories are really good and they're just 
uh, what I keep seeing that the connection we have even after they leave our homes. And that's what is fun for me. I, one fear that I had before we did this was that I, I just couldn't love them and then let them go. Or, and I hear that a lot of people saying that, Oh, I could never foster because I can't let go of them. And so that's, that's something I've always feared and it is a hard thing. Um, but so thankfully so far we've, we've kept in touch with everybody we've had and it's been hard, but good all at the same time. Mm-hmm. And that's what we talked a little bit ago in the segment with Abby was that that's one hard thing is usually, you know, when they go home to their, either their adoptive home or to their, their bio family, but that's what we're in this for is to be able to break that cycle of foster care and help the kids be safe and help the kids get back into their bio family, if at all possible. So what are some things that, and and again, we just kind of touched on this maybe, but what are, what are some other things that we haven't talked about that might be difficult or might've made you have a different feeling than just happy or sad, or, I mean, some different feelings. Well, I I felt that when your first little girl went back to her family, it was one of the hardest things I've experienced. Um, I felt like we mourned the loss of her like we'd mourned the loss uh, in a death. And yet uh, I was glad to see her back with her family. Uh, And I'm glad that we still have the connection. But that's one of the hardest things I've done is to, to love a little girl like we did her and then have to have to lose her, so to speak, which we don't. I mean, she she still has a connection, which we're thankful for. But um, that was really hard on us. Yeah, I had to. We we took her back on her birthday, if I remember right, mm-hmm. and it was that was the day she got to go back to her mom's house, and and uh, and then Jocelyn and I drove to Kansas City because we were flying out for. Haiti the very next morning and I have no idea how I made it <laughs> to Kansas City because I was bawling so hard we both were we were doing the ugly bubble blubber cry <laughs> the whole way and yeah I think Emporia was the first time I could see the highway so that was that was a rough time but yeah I agree I, it was very very hard um, but but yet we're so thankful that they've they've been safe and healthy now with mom and bio mom and we have a good relationship with them and yeah, we've even had them to our house and to different places, uh, the kids and, and mom. And so that's really fun to see that relationship continuing to grow. Well, one of the, one of the interesting things to me is um, God has called you to do foster care. You're not just doing it out of obligation or... Um, a sense of responsibility. It's a calling for you. And so it just thrills my heart to see that you are receptive to that calling and that God has given you a love for these kids. It's not just, well, here's our Abby and then these are the foster kids. I mean, when you and Jocelyn talk about it, well, we have five kids and you don't say how many are bio and how many are foster or it's just those are your kids and how God has placed them in your life for whatever reason, what they can grow from and what you can learn from. Um, and he's given you a, a true love for those kids. Um, but that's, it's not always easy. 
And I see that. And I think that's something that's hard for me that I didn't anticipate is um, when your mommy and daddy hearts hurt for those kids, my mommy hurt, mommy heart hurts for my kids, for Darren and Jocelyn. Um, so it's another dimension of pain and hurt that's kind of hard to explain or hard hard to experience sometimes because I can't fix it just like you can't fix things for the kids so so we feel for the fosters and we feel for you guys as well so that's another layer of challenge I guess yeah <clears throat> well and sometimes it's been a challenge for me to uh uh, to not feel sorry for the bio child. Yeah. Um, because there's been times, I think there's been, um, well, just hard spots that they have to go through. I guess is the easiest way to say it, describe it. Yeah. And and I, I'm going to be honest here. You might want to cut this out of it. I don't know, Darren, but it's been hard for me to see... Um, things that I think uh, were were hard on on the fosters um, and as I watched that movie that you had out at the, at the church here a month and a half or two ago then I began to understand some of why you were doing that but I'm, I'm just going to say for example um, when you make the kids eat certain things that I thought I don't think I made my kids do that. I don't think I was that strict there. <laughs> and and so then I began to think, is that really worth what you're having to go through to do that? And and so, you know, I mean, we love the kids and we've had good experiences with all of them. But that's been hard for me to watch because they're all used to eating whatever they eat before you come to your house. Maybe chips, maybe nothing more. Uh, maybe uh, Chinese, maybe nothing more. And then they have to eat what you're eating. And and you set down the rules and the guidelines and regulations. And that was hard for me to watch. Yeah. Yeah, it can be. And then I, yeah, I understand that there's times I kind of hit in on both of what I, <clears throat> I mean, with the kids that we have right now, I just, I have to pray by the minute almost that some sometimes not always, but just for compassion, compassion is to have love and mercy in action is kind of what I've been telling myself and really praying over the last three weeks to a month. And then with this COVID deal, um, it just, I have to pray it all the time of just asking God for compassion and, and mercy and love for these kids, because I can get frustrated when I'm the more authority, authority type of parent and I don't want to necessarily be that way we've started doing TBRI which is something we'd love to have even grandparents get involved with and our educators and, and people like that uh, it talks about how to work with kids that have been through this much trauma uh, and different things like that and so that's things that we're still learning as we do this and and we see how it does work um, and so it's just hard to retrain ourselves to always think that way instead of setting down the, the the goal or the line type of thing that they have to walk. Mm -hmm. So is there something that you'd like to leave us a story or a thing that 
um, and I'm not trying to cut anybody off here, um, that anybody would like to share or talk about or anything different? Well, I was just thinking earlier today um, of how Abby has, well, bio daughter Abby has um, become friends with the siblings as they come to her, to your house. And she has a resilience that she's building and learning to go with the flow. Not that it's always easy, but I think she's learning and growing through this process. So that's a positive. It's challenging, I'm sure, but I just, I see some flexibility in her. Um, and that's a good thing. So. Yeah. Well, I, I in, learned in this... guys, from watching you guys. I learned um, compassion and I learned uh, obedience to what God's calling you to do. And I learned um, sacrificing yourselves for the sake of these kids. And that's biblical. That's what Jesus did. He sacrificed himself for us. And how can we do less? And I see you living that out. It wasn't easy for him and it's not easy for you either, but this is, seems to be what God has called you to do. And I just sometimes in awe that you are responding the way you are. So know that we pray for you. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. I definitely need it. And, you know, in this podcast, we're going to talk a lot about the wraparound. And so this, this segment, we interviewed Abby and, and then interviewed you guys. And then Jocelyn and I will talk a little bit too here to wrap everything up. Um, but, but yeah, it's definitely, uh, it takes a, a lot of people to really do this successfully because a lot of times I think that overall nationwide, the average foster parent lasts about a year and two months, I believe, uh, because there's no retention and there's no support system. And so to be able to do it right, you have to have a support system and that takes everybody. And so in this podcast, I, I really want to be able to show different perspectives. And, and so, <clears throat> excuse me. So through the, the family, the, that's what we're doing. This episode is the family of the foster care. And then also one of them is going to be the wrapper. I'm talking about how churches, and communities can really wrap around these families and keep them. Um, so that's, yeah, that's kind of what our goal is for this segment episode. Is there anything else that either of you'd like to add before we, before we cut it off? Well, I'd, I'd really like to thank uh, all of you for being on and we didn't really hear from the grandpas. So maybe we need to have a grandpa segment later, <laughs> but <laughs> At least we got some chuckles out right. of it. So. I think that's the grandma's <laughs> fault. <Anyway. laughs> no, that's all right. We'll we'll have a segment talking about agriculture and farming and stuff, and then the grandpas can get in on that one too. So there you go. So well, I think Bill could probably tell you about his relationship with with one of the little ones you've got right now. And he go ahead. Yeah, Bill. he's just been a real sweet little guy. They, they all are, but the little one really is uh, <laughs> cuddly. <laughs> yeah. 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 We talked to him on, on the phone um, with FaceTime 
of this week earlier, and and Bill was the one that he asked for, and he was, you could just see his face change when he saw him on FaceTime. Yes, uh -huh. and we're separated because of this of this virus, and uh, I think he's missing Bill. And and when he saw him, his face just totally changed, and then he hugged the phone. He wrapped uh, his arms around the phone, and you know that's yeah. Now here I am talking for Bill again. So Bill, you talk. <laughs> oh, I could just see it here, and see it on the phone too. So sure. Yep. Well, we definitely love you guys, and thank you guys for your prayers and support, and all that you guys do because you do more than what we tell you that you do and we we don't give you the credit we you guys deserve or that we should give you and we definitely love you and our kids love you and we just thank you for what you guys do so thank you and thank you for being on the conference call at 9 40 at night <laughs> doing this for the the podcast so thank you. Oh, we love you guys too and it's good grandparenting with you connie and bill yeah, get to share these kids don't we yes what a blessing <laughs> yeah it is yeah. So when we pray for you all the time too, Darren, and and that yep. the love and the compassion and the patience and the wisdom and all the things that we pray for for you to have with your with the kids that you have, and so just know we're behind you. Yep. Well, thank you guys very much. We'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. All right. Thank you. Bye. I'd like to thank everybody for listening to episode two and thank all of our guests for being on there and Abby chose all the music so she was the music engineer for episode two which was fun to see her go through all the lists of music and choose which ones also thanking the grandparents for being on and sharing their time and stories um, please give us any messages or feedback if you have any topics or guests that you'd like to have on here um, that you think might be a good fit. And I believe we're going to have new uh, outlets for this podcast now starting this week. Hopefully it'll be on Apple and uh, basically anywhere you can get your podcasts. So uh, just please keep listening and please keep sharing. Thank you for listening. <laughs>